It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 8.07 and 95.5 WSB. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, alongside Ashley Frasca, the new host of the Lawn and Garden Show. Ashley will take over after January the 25th. Did we say that? After the 25th of January, that'll be my last show for right. New Zealand after that. You realize you saying that just now at 8.07... Just took some people's breath away. If they weren't listening last Saturday, they're like, wait, what? What? The the late callers, the late listeners, I should say, to the Lawn and Garden Show, if you did not hear me say last Saturday, yes, we announced it, that I am going to be retiring for the most part from radio. So he'll be on the show and tape segments and things like that, occasional host of the show as well. But I've decided that we need to pull the trigger now because Ashley is so well prepared to host the show. And she is so, going to be so much better than me. Oh. It'll be so much yeah. fun to listen to her every Saturday morning. Still questions and answers, still guests, still just all sorts of stuff. And she may add things to it as well. And Walter's, you know, wealth of information and knowledge is not going to go away on the mm-hmm. World Wide Web. It's all still out there. He's going to put out the newsletter through WSB Radio uh, what, two times a month? Two times there a about? month, yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, Reeves.com, of course. That, that'll that actually have kind of a new revamped look to oh, it here yeah, pretty man, soon. You could, it's really going to be pretty. That's uh, cool. Really nice. It's already pretty user-friendly. Um, sometimes it's slow to load, but it is user-friendly, so it'll be even more so. We're fixing that. We're fixing <laughs> that. Sue and Lawrence will join us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Sue, morning. Good morning. Walter, on behalf of... All the thousands of master gardeners that oh, you have inspired, like me, and educated. I just want to say thank you. Oh, thank oh, you, Sue. I'm, I'm really trying not to be emotional. <laughs> I went up to Gainesville on um, Thursday. Was it Thursday? I can't remember which day of the week it was. I went to Gainesville Thursday and talked to the master gardeners up there about soils and nutrition. You may have seen my class when you did your yep. stint, Sue. I, well, you, when I... When I did it, you did it on critters. And then oh. I also did a critter class. <laughs> that was one of your favorite ones to do. Critter class <laughs> was in Gainesville this week as well. So I had a great time with them. And I hope that you will continue your Master Gardener volunteer work, Sue, because it's uh, so much fun to be a Master Gardener. Ashley, I think, is going to take a couple of Master Gardener classes during the year, and she can talk about more of what they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. And congrats to Ashley. Thank big you. Big shoes to fill. Yeah, oh, huge. That. Someone <laughs> online said, big, muddy shoes to fill. And I just loved that. I thought that was so cute. That's true. Well, anyway, I called about my jonquil, daffodils, bulbs, whatever. Yeah. We planted them in a big trench in October, and I have others elsewhere in my garden, and they're popping up, but there's no sign of life here. Is that just typical I if they were be... just planted in October? Yeah, we were talking about your call off the air when we saw that you were on hold, so that that's pretty indicative of... of our answer than knowing that you just did them in October, I would not be alarmed. I wouldn't be alarmed that they're not popping up yet. Um, they may just be a little slow since it's their first year, but then that just means you'll maybe have two flushes of daffodils. You know, the established right. ones will come up first and then you'll get to enjoy some later, maybe as late as April with these new yeah. ones that you did in October. No need to worry though, but you did plant shallow, right? Yeah. But okay. Whatever, you know, six inches or whatever it says Good. on the bag. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to say to Walter, I forgot that I had a metabolous rose oh, in my yeah. other house. We've lived here for 21 years. Wow. I love that rose. Yeah. I'm going to have to try to find one. Changing colors They're really, really easy and pretty. Blooms changing color during the day, during the week is just great to watch. 
Yeah, it sort of was like pre the knockout rose. Once the knockout rose yeah. came along, yeah. everybody forgot about that. You know, the metabolis, but it's awesome. We had other kinds of things before knockout roses. The world still <laughs> we existed did. before knockout roses. All right, roses. well, listen, best of luck, and thank you so much for everything. <laughs> Thanks for calling, So We do appreciate it. Who's next in here? Jan down in Millersville, Georgia. Hey, Jan. Good morning. Good morning, and I am one of those late listeners that just found out you're retired. Oh, my mercy. <laughs> did it take your breath away? Was I right? Yes. You yes, kind of um, went, oh, what? What did Walter yes. just say? Happy for you, Walter, but not happy for us who Agreed. like to listen to just, because I know that this new gal, is she's good, but it's just, not the just same. Wait. But anyway. Just wait till you see what Ash is going to do with her show. You just wait, Jan. I You're going to say, who is that man who used to host this show? What, oh, Walter stop. something? I heard him before. I don't think so. But anyway, what I wanted to ask you is we have a butterfly bush and limelight hydrangea sitting next to it. Is it is this the proper time to trim them back, to prune them back? Sure. Sure, yeah. I mean, I pruned butterfly bushes down to a fourth of their size, and they bloom like crazy mm -hmm. the next year. And limelight hydrangea? It, a real, it hasn't been around for a long time, so it, it's, it's okay to prune it back pretty far. That's what makes me nervous. Is Which did you refer to, the limelight or the... Butterfly bush. The butterfly bush. Yeah, the That's butterfly the bush has to be pruned back to get real good flowering on it every year because the pruning makes it have more new growth, and that's where the flowers are, are where they emerge on a butterfly bush. And then on the uh, limelight hydrangea, it's not one of the old kind of hydrangeas you had to prune back last summer. It's a new kind of hydrangea, or not new kind. It was different from the regular old classic hydrangea, but... Limelight blooms on new wood, and so, yes, you can prune it now, and it'll come back and flower for you in the summertime. Uh, for As far as uh, extreme pruning on the limelight, not so extreme as the butterfly, but just oh, yeah, what do you, you think know, on that? Limelight, I've, ta I've taken li my limelight down to 10 to 12 inches maybe every year, and it looks great. Okay. Well, that's, that's what I needed to know about right. those two particular ones. Well, there Thank you, you go. Thank you for your help, and good luck to you. Thanks for calling, Jan. We, we appreciate right. that Bye -bye. as well. At 13 minutes minutes past the hour, let's go to Kim Indicator. Kim, good morning. Good morning. I've, I've started so many Saturday mornings with you. I feel like I could, would roll over and you're there. <laughs> <laughs> it's been you, nice you spending just... Saturday morning with you too, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great, huh? <laughs> How can we help? Um, you're such a gentle soul, and I know so many people are just going to miss you like crazy, but congratulations, and congratulations to Ashley. Um, <clears throat> my question is, I, I actually live over in Toco Hills, but nobody knows where that is, so I just said to cater. I've got a lot size, about a third of an acre with gobs and gobs and gobs of sun, and I want to put in new sod this year. And I'm, I'm researching Bermuda and Zoysia, and I'm going back and forth because, you know, I get I read one thing and then another. And I just want to get your input on uh, pluses and minuses of both of those grasses. I mean, I want something that's, you know, not really labor-intensive as far as maintenance goes with, yeah. you know, chemicals and weeds and all that kind of junk. Um, but... Um, you know, I want something that's going to be there for for some time. I mean, I, I'm not saying no late, no work on it, but um, I just want to know some of your thoughts about the pluses and minuses of both. Actually, do you have a comment you wanted to ask about? Well, I I honestly think as far as not as labor intensive, I mean, I think a zoysia being a little less 
labor intensive than Bermuda. And Bermuda, the fact that you know the dormancy and the weeds right. are just so obvious when you when you've got a weed infestation in, in Bermuda. Too, yeah, it's, it's brown in the dormant season as well. And I agree with you. Zoysia generally crowds out weeds. That's the nice thing about zoysia. It's so thick that it crowds out weeds better than many of the Bermuda varieties. But on the other hand, Jan, I have a Bermuda to recommend that may solve all your problems. There's a new type of Bermuda called Tiff Tough, T-I-F-T-U-F. Yeah, I've heard you mention that. And it is really drought tolerant, stress tolerant, um, doesn't require quite as much fertilizer as uh, TIF-419 and some of the uh, tif Way and some of the other common Bermuda sods. And so I don't Without think you, go, you could not go wrong with tif Tough. You could not go wrong with Zenith Zoysia, a great Zoysia uh, grass. So between okay. tif Tough and Zenith, I think just concentrate on those two. Zenith will be a little bit more spongy to the, to the foot than the tif Tough will be. But both of them, I think, are superior kinds of zoysias. Or zoysias. Both of those, yeah. Both of those are available as sod. Yeah, yes. sure are. Sodding and, like in May, June, July is kind of your target yeah, it's there. Be, it's early right. to find the sod now, but yeah, May, June, July. Certainly. Yeah, I'm just trying to kind of research right now. Um, and are, and they're not, neither of them are, are available as seed, are they? No. Well, Zenith is. No, Zenith is. I'll take that back. Tiff Tough is a hybrid, so it's sterile seed, so... It only is propagated by sprigs, so no seed for the tiff tough. The zenith, yeah, there are seeds for that. And and as far as disease resistance, are they about the same? I would say about the same. They're both pretty resistant, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, no, I'm one of those people, because I know one of the, I mean, over the years, probably one of the biggest questions that I always chuckle at is someone who's got deep shade and say, yeah, I want to plant some grass there. And I think, oh, you poor deer. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I've got lots of sun, so that's not my problem. But right. I, I always chuckle when I hear that question. But anyway, well, good luck. And then, honey, like I say, you're just such a gentle soul, and everyone's going to miss you. Thank you, Jan. If I didn't have somebody who's also a gentle soul here, with Ashley, I would not have uh, recommended and thought that and supported her being the host of the show. You're a gentle soul, aren't you? Our old producer, Scott Maxim, years and years ago, did call me Switchblade Teddy Bear because he was like, <laughs> you can be so sweet with the callers one yeah. moment, and then you'll just get that one caller that gets you all riled up, and then you just go off like the Tasmanian devil. So mm. as far as that, you know, but no, I'm I'm sweet. Call her on it, Jan. See what she sounds like <laughs> when you call next time. It's 817 at 95.5 WSB, and we'll be back after this. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say, Alexa, play WSB, and we're on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. Ashley Frasca in with Walter Reeves, and we want to let you know a primary threat for severe weather today as a squall line moves through Metro Atlanta about 6 to 9 p.m. tonight, give or take an hour. That's straight from Kirk Mellish on Twitter, so he will be around all day here on 95.5 WSB to update you on that severe weather threat. Of course, you're going to have a high of about 70 today, a low of 50 Mm. And then uh, showers more likely after 1 p.m. tomorrow. That tapering off, 40 to 50 percent chance of showers, a high of 65 and a low of 55. So uh, Kirk Mellish comes up with an updated forecast here in less than 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. 70 degrees. Yeah, that's nuts. In January. Nuts. 
So you can't really do much in the yard today. It's going to be quite soggy. But tomorrow you'll have a little window as the rain tapers out. Fill the bird feeders. Do all you need to do outside tomorrow. Unbelievable. (laughs) Jimmy in Cleveland, Georgia. Jimmy, join join us in Lawn and Garden. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to tell you, we've kind of come full cycle with you. We were there when Charles Tucker. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Uh, And then kind of when... Kathy Wade just took over, and then when you signed our son's 4-H club certificate at Riverdale, Georgia. Jimmy, that has been a long time ago. Jimmy's referring to my first uh, employer, Charlie Tucker in Clayton County, my colleague Kathy Wages in Clayton County, when Jimmy must have lived in Riverdale. Yeah, sure. And now we retired to Cleveland, and we listen to you every Saturday morning now. We've known each other uh, for a long time then. Yes, it has, and... uh, We've enjoyed every minute of it. But kind of wanted to ask you a question, too. I grew yeah. up in uh, 40s and 50s in a small town, and every town, every house in town had a chinaberry tree, and all the fence lines had red, if you were lucky, a yellow plum tree. Yeah, sure. Bush. I don't remember the last time I saw a plum like that or a chinaberry tree. Are they still around? Yes, they are. And the reason I know they are is because I was driving on 285 uh, about a week ago, I guess, and I saw a huge chinaberry tree covered in fruit, the hmm. yellowish no tan kid. colored fruit on it. And I thought to myself, why haven't the birds eaten the chinaberry fruit so far? And I called the Audubon Society and they gave me a guy who would call me back, and sadly, he called me when I wasn't home this week, and so I haven't talked to him yet. But I know chinaberry trees are still around and not uncommonly around, but the fruit is real, real distinctive at this time of year because it just hangs, and you see it against all the other deciduous trees. Uh-huh. Well, those two are just uh, kind of old-timey bushes that you don't see as much anymore, I yeah, guess. The, the plums, I was talking to my friend Jonathan Barrett uh, at lunch on Wednesday, and Jonathan was bemoaning the fact himself that he likes to make jams and jellies. And he said, I just don't find any of those wild Chickasaw plums. That's what they're called, is Chickasaw plum that we used to eat when we were kids. And I agree, Jimmy, you ate them and I ate them and they you know, were sweet and tasty, but you don't see as many wild plums now as you used to. Yep, love the, love the uh, yellow, yellow ones. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, I just want to call and congratulate you too. I appreciate it. Along with the many others. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. You take care. Be safe and be careful. We'll see you soon. It's 826 at 95.5 WSB. Ashley, did you ever eat stuff out in the wild? Did you ever eat anything like a plum? I don't recall so, no. I mean, I grew up in a neighborhood in a cul-de-sac, and we had woods and a creek and, you know, all of that behind the house. So we'd spend a lot of time down by the creek, really more building forts than... (laughs) But my parents probably scared Scared me to death. Like, don't you dare eat anything. Because, you know, we, yeah. well, honeysuckle. Yeah. Honeysuckle was probably the only thing that I would eat that I found outside. I'm really curious to find out about the chinaberry, though, because both, uh, put my question to the Audubon folks, was that both chinaberry fruit is hanging on right now, on into January, and the shiny leaf privet also has just big, huge trusses and, and groups of, of the purple seeds on them. And why haven't the birds eaten them? They eat everything else that's just about... Why not those two? So maybe have something to do that has to be winterized or fermented or maybe. somehow decomposed in some manner by the cold weather to make it palatable for the birds. Now, I don't know why this just came to mind, but what is it that was a year or two ago making all the cedar waxwing birds really yeah. sick? What were they uh, eating? Nandina. Oh, Nandina. it was Nandina berries. Uh, okay. Don't say all of them. There were a couple of cedar waxwings, yes, or maybe a couple dozen. 
that died from oh. being from gorging themselves oh, on Nandina. No. It's not. It's not that Nandina is poisonous. This is the cedar waxwings are very gregarious, and they like to all eat the same thing at the same Greedy. time. And they ate too much, oh, and boy. they fell out. And that was that. <laughs> but I don't think we need to pull up on Nandinas because I don't no. think that cedar waxwings are endangered by. I just thought it was China berry, but yeah, Nandina. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's eight twenty-eight, almost eight twenty-nine. WSB. We'll be back to more lawn and garden after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves and Ashley Fresca on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. It's 836 at 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, alongside Ashley Frasca, the new host of the Lawn and Garden Show, since I'm pulling back a little bit from radio duties, but she will be here after the end of this month, and will do a great job, I'm sure, and we'll continue to have conversations with our friend Mickey Gathaway at Pike Nursery. Hey, Mickey, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We are great. How are you? I'm good. Hi, Ashley. Hello. You working today? I am working today. Oh, the I'm the Pike sorry, Nursery I'm like West <laughs> Cobb. I think uh, Walter actually recommended a caller who lived out in Dallas to go see you guys today. I heard that. I heard that this morning. I hope they come back. (laughs) So, Mickey, our our duty, of course, every Saturday is to find out what product or plant has been put on sale for 20% off. So give us a spiel. And today it's hellebores. Which is a great choice because they're blooming right now. They are, and they're beautiful. You would not believe how many we've got. It's so different ones that I've never seen. When I first started, first, first worked at Pike, we just had... Linton Rose. We never knew what they were going to look like or anything, but now, you know, they're done in tissue culture, and they're all, we know exactly what they're going to look like, and they're beautiful. And pink they're and white, so red, purple, all sorts of colors. I saw one this morning, and I was walking around there. That's why I was late calling in, so I was looking to see what we had. Um, there's one, it's called Dorothy's Dawn, and it's got pink in the foliage as well as in the flower. It's gorgeous. The first time hellebores or Lenten rose ever caught my attention was at a Pike Nursery a few years ago. I wasn't really aware of them or you know what they what they were, mm-hmm. were about, but just the the thing that I was most attracted to, and I bought some. I've got three in the backyard, but they're antiquey looking. They have like a faded antique look to them that just reminds me of something old fashioned. I love them. I love them too. I think they're. I've got some that you know. Usually they would just. Primarily pass along plants, but now with all the new ones, everybody wants all these new colors. But I love them with um, uh, autumn ferns. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite, and heucheras. That's a great combination if you want to yeah. know what to put with Always them. Even when the yeah, nice bronze mm-hmm. color on the ferns, a little height on the ferns is nice. And yeah, I think the other thing one. is that they're carefree. You hardly ever see deer damage. Deer don't eat them. Uh, the winter, you know, what I learned this year was if I shear it down sometime around Thanksgiving or a little week before Thanksgiving okay. day, but shear, shear them down at that time, the new foliage that comes up looks so good in November, January, February that I'm going to start doing that every year now and do it in the week before Thanksgiving, shear them down. And they I do the same this. thing. Mm-hmm. Right, I did. I've got some in an old uh, clawfoot bathtub. 
Oh, cool. They look so pretty in there, right by my back door. I love them. But I do the same thing. I I shear them down just like you did. And luckily, the deer and the rabbits don't shear them down, so that's a really good thing. So hellebores on sale, 20% off. 20% That's right. That's a good price. 20% off. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope everybody will come in and and get some. Be sure and remind the cashier, of course. That's always the deal. Remind the cashier this is the Pike Pick of the Weekend by Mickey Gazaway, and they will give you the 20% off discount. That's right. And, Walter, you can come and get some extra ones because you're going to have a little more time to plant. You can plant some more. You've got to come in and get some. (laughs) That's a great idea. I need to go by Pike and get some houseplants, too. So you've got classes coming up, Mickey? We've got the bird class. I think it's the 18th, I believe, yep. I meant to look. I think it's, is that right? Yeah, the a week 18th. from today at 10 a.m., free at all stores. Yes, and birds are my passion, so we hope a lot of people will come in to that. It's it's fun. It's really fun. They're going crazy right now. Yeah, I was so, uh, last, yesterday noticed that my suet feeders were empty. And I went oh, yeah. out to put two more cakes in, and there were three birds giving me the stink eye, just looking at me <laughs> like, hey, you That's get exactly over here. what they do. What's wrong with you? Yeah, they were up in the tree looking at me, and I put the cakes in place and went back in the house, and within two minutes, within one minute, oh, yeah. they were over there eating my suet. That's right. They love it. Yeah. All right, so let's summarize hellebores. Linton rose is another name. Many, many, many different colors and varieties to choose from. You can go in. They bloom right now every year. Blooming right now in January, mm-hmm. February. Great plants. Deer, shade. Deer tolerant. Shade, shade. shade tolerant. Fine. They can take some sun, too, but not yep. full, full baking sun. I've got some that are in morning sun, and they do fine. Yeah, me too. So if you're not familiar with what what we're talking about, hellebores or Lenten rose, if you follow Walter on either Facebook or Twitter, you'll see a picture of one that's just an outstanding plant, something you you can enjoy when everything else is dead in the winter. That's exactly right. Mickey, it's wonderful to talk to you, but you know, I'm a little hesitant to ask, but where would we go to find all the pike locations in Atlanta? Lots of them. Where would we go to find all of them? At PikeNursery.com. That's right. Now I remember. Now I remember. Thank you, Mickey. Don't forget that, Ashley. No, I will not. That is really important. I'm actually on PikeNursery.com right this very minute looking at the class schedule. Yes, event calendar. Y'all have a great day. Thank you, Mickey. And we'll good see. luck, uh, good luck to your team. Oh wait, they're not in the national championship game this year. Ah, oh, that's right. too bad. Ha yeah. <laughs> ha. Sorry. Alabama's Love you. Don't, don't be mean. Love you. Ashley. Bye. <laughs> At eight forty-one, we got Dale in Jefferson, Georgia, joining us. Hey, Dale. Morning. Good morning. How, how can we help, Dale? Well, I wish you both the best of luck. Thank you. Uh my leaving cypress survived the deer this year. Oh, great. And I want to. I want to know, is there any way I can make them grow faster? Hmm, let me think. Now, of course, nitrogen fertilizer. When I taught my master gardener class this past Thursday up in Gainesville, I made one of the ladies there stand up in front of everybody and pose like John Travolta with her <laughs> one finger in the air, pointing upward, one finger in the air, pointing downward, and her knee going round and round and round. And I said, those are the three numbers on a fertilizer bag. And the first number, nitrogen, is what makes a plant grow upwards faster. So, Dale, if you want to make a little cypress grow faster, she would agree now that she's been embarrassed in front of that class that the first number on your fertilizer bag needs to be a higher number than the rest. So if you can find oh. a 1648, that would be nice. If you can't find that, 101010 is the next best to find even though the numbers are all equal to each other. Okay, how often do I do that? Twice a year, 
and once in the spring, what's the what's the rule actually? When do you fertilize? When something's in active growth. So right about now. But Alila and Cypress, I mean, it, that's tough to tell when it's in active growth, just because it appears green all the time. Yeah. So I guess March. Right. March would be a good day, good time, Dale. It's just okay. everything else is in active growth, although Leland is green about, all day long. How about watering? How often should I water? How how young or old are the, your Leland cypresses? I just put them in the ground last year because the deer got them. Oh yeah. And you told me what you told me what to do to fix that, and it worked. Okay. Then watering since it was last year. Do you mean last year fall? Last year spring? When did you do it? Spring. Okay. So they're pretty well established, it seems to me. They should be rooted in, don't wiggle in the ground or anything like that. So you can taper back the water now, but you, in summertime, that's the particular time that the Leland cypress is very sensitive to getting dried out. They start getting brown limbs and cankers and things. So I would go back to watering as soon as the temperature is about 85 or 90 degrees, go back to watering five or 10 gallons maybe a week. To give them adequate water, make sure they don't dry out when it's hot. Okay, one more question. How Real much quick. fertilizer? How, How much, much fertilizer? Ew, let's see, about a pint per plant and scattered out thinly. A pint of fertilizer scattered out thinly uh, up to five feet away from the trunk, scattered out there around the plant. Okay, thank you. And stand back. They're going to shoot up. Watch out, Dale. They'll <laughs> grab you if you don't watch out. I hope, I hope so. <laughs> Be careful. We'll see you soon, Dale. Thank you. It is 844, which gives Gary and Duluth a chance. Hey, Gary, good morning. Walter, good morning. Uh, really going to miss your show. It's just been outstanding for well, so you. many years. I don't think I've ever seen anybody stump you. No, I don't, I don't Wait, think so either. I've lied a couple of times. You didn't know it, but I was <laughs> lying, Gary. So. <laughs> well, best of luck in retirement. Thank you. Uh, listen, I've got a Tuscarora crepe myrtle that's got a little cavity at the at the bottom of it mm-hmm. and uh it would it be best to try to fill that with something or, or let it uh drain you know cut out a little place mm-hmm. near the bottom of it so the water will drain out of it what what's your recommendation on that actually do you have another thumbnail that i can use for a minute here sure all right ashley's got her fifth or tenth thumbnail that she's going to let me inscribe a rule on gary which is never ever never ever fill a cavity on a tree okay because the cavity inevitably is going to allow bugs to get in behind it, inevitably allow moisture to get behind it, and inevitably allow things you don't want to be close to the trunk of the tree to hide behind it, no matter what it is, expanding foam, tar, concrete, all the things I've seen proposed for filling cavities, it ends up being a bad thing for the tree. And as far as cutting out a place to make the cavity drain, it turns out, research-based stuff, that you get more damage to the tree by cutting it and draining the water out than by allowing water actually to stand in the cavity. The tree can deal with that perfectly fine all by itself. You don't want to do any more damage to the vascular system of the tree by cutting and draining those cavities. So leave it alone. Isn't that good news? Leave it alone. Don't do anything to it. Yes, perfect, perfect. One more quick question. Quick. Uh, and I've talked to you about this before, but I've got knockout roses. I had like 45 of them. I lost all of them to Rose Rosette. Ooh, Any no. update on that? Or? Still not curable. Okay. No update. It's still not curable. If you have Rose Rosette on your roses, dig them out, get rid of them completely, and don't plant a rose there anymore. That's basically the uh, Yeah, I've done that. Do you, do you anticipate them coming out with something that will handle the 
Not you know, when the mite bites it or... They're doing huge research right now in Texas. They have this huge rose planting there where they put down two or three hundred different varieties and species of rose to see if any of them are, are resistant to rose rosette. They're interbreeding roses that seem to have a little bit of resistance to it, but so far nothing concrete, nothing that you can you know, sell the rose at a retail nursery five or ten years before there's any progress, I think, or anything becomes available to grow and you know, have a, a rose that will be resistant to the disease. That's what I think. We've got time real quick in here. Suzanne, Suzanne in Athens, join us in the lawn and garden. <coughs> Uh, yes, thank you. Um, this, I'm really new to Georgia. Oh, welcome. And, We're glad you're uh, here. Well, thank you. And I just found your show. So congratulations to you on your retirement. <laughs> and I look you, forward Suzanne. to listening you'll, to Ashley. You'll be some of Ashley's <laughs> first listeners. How about yes, that? Ashley? Thank Artie you. Suzanne's be a listener for you. How can there we help today, go. Suzanne? Um, well, I have a couple of questions. The first one is regarding a Japanese maple. Mm-hmm. My husband and I bought a home in uh, close to Watkinsville, Georgia. Okay. And the person before me was a really great gardener. <laughs> uh, and I have some Japanese maples, and there was a baby Japanese maple, and I dug it up, put it in a pot, yeah. and it has lived. And I'm wondering when I can plant that. Today. I have an area well, to put it after in. Tomorrow, the rain and everything. Tomorrow but would be great. The soil is going to be softened. Before the rain comes today okay. or tomorrow after the rain goes away, one of those two okay. is the best choice. Okay, great. And then my uh, mother question is, the deer love my yard. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. And um, she, the lady before me, had a lot of plants that they really love to eat. Yeah. And I'm struggling to keep them away and was wondering, I, I live on a golf course. Oh, man. And you might find five or six deer running through yeah. the area. At night, and uh, I've looked at you know if plants you that deer don't will repel a deer, Suzanne. There's nothing 100% true that will repel deer. There's nothing other than a fence, something physical. Okay. And what I would do, since you're new and may not have perused the thousands of pages I have on my website, if we go to WalterReese.com, just type the word deer. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, there's 20 articles there about deer, plants they like, plants they don't like, different repellents, different ways of making an electric fence, and different things that you might find useful for protecting them. And I would certainly protect your Japanese maple. They do like to let little sprigs, little plants, and eat the tops out of them. So protect your Japanese maple. That would be important. Go to WalterReese.com, type deer, and learn all you can that I've written about that, Suzanne. I look forward to hearing from you, Suzanne, as you learn yeah. and grow in Georgia and being new here. We can certainly help you out. You still call the show. Say 49. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Coming upon the last few minutes of the show, Lawn and Garden on 95.5 WSB, Ashley Frasco, Walter Reeves wrapping you up with a uh, two-day forecast, really just the forecast for the weekend, brought to you by Finley Roofing. 100% chance of showers today if you're just waking up. It may be severe as well. Look out for thunderstorms. Meteorologist Kirk Mellish says most likely between 6 and 9, but wind gusts up to 35 miles an hour. Tomorrow, rain tapering off, mix of sun and clouds, 40 to 50% chance of showers maybe in the evening, high around 65. Mm. Yeah. All right. That's how it's going to be. Mike and Noonan, if you could ask your question really quickly, we can put you in here. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. Yes, sir, Walter. Good morning. How are you, Walter? I'd like to say thank you for your years of service and congratulations, congratulations, Ashley. Thank you on your uh, on your on, on your promotion there. 
so, uh, Walter, I just had a question about some switch cane. I've got some uh, a little lake in the area in the back of my property, and I'm yeah. just looking for a place to get the seeds or the seedlings and uh, wondering how to plant them. I've planted a lot of things, but not that. So I just would ask for some help in that if you got any. Run up the highway, up, uh, highway state, 80, state 85 highway. Go to yeah. uh, Nearly Native Nursery in south of Fayetteville and ask okay. the guys there, ask Jim and uh, Deb, if they have any sources of river cane and see what they say. Okay. That's I sure right. will. Thank you so much for... All your years, Walter, and it's well-deserved. You, you, uh, and I wish you the very best. Thanks, Mike. It's nearly Native Nursery. N -N -N. Nearly, nearly Native, Native Nursery. nursery. Okay. Yeah. All uh, right. Thank you, Walter. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Whew. Well, we flew that, through the questions today. And you really know, only two weeks show. ago, we were struggling. We were trying to think of things to talk about during the show. And today, yeah. this has been full. We've got eight lines in here. One, two, three, four, five. Eight lines. And we took them all. Love it. Congratulations. Good job. Good job. All right. Imparted a lot of knowledge today. <laughs> Hopefully. Yes. It's been a great Saturday morning. I got to spend it with Ashley Frasca. We had a great time together this morning. Crystal Wheeler screened our calls. Jason Byers, of course, chose our music. The 16 Chickens and a Tambourine, the last song there by request. If you didn't get your question answered today, you can always go to my website, WalterReeves.com. You can follow me on Twitter, on Facebook, on Pinterest. You can subscribe to the newsletter. The newsletter comes out every two weeks. It has information, pictures, and all sorts of diagnostic stuff that you may find useful. And that, in that case, I'll be back next Saturday morning. Ashley, I'll be back with you next Saturday and the Saturday after that, the last one. Oh, gosh. Oh, two more. We'll be back, more though. Go. Two more. We're going to see. See you, Ashley. Dave Baker's here. The Home Fix Show is straight ahead. Have a great weekend.